As the world emerges from the shadows of a pandemic, we're all wondering what's next. Has our experience in lockdown altered the future we expected, or has it simply accelerated ongoing change? What's in store for us over the next few years? Join me, Susie Golding, and me, Andrew Clark, in Singapore every week as we ask leaders across Asia, working in marketing, communications, and lifestyle, one simple question. What's, What's next? next? Welcome to our election special. Hi, Susie. Hi, Andrew. So we've got a, a couple of days to go before the US elections. Tensions are running high. We've got a man on the ground. He's been very hard to track down, though, hasn't he? He has, yes, with multiple time zones. He's obviously very busy. We're busy. But we got there in the end, didn't we? And we've literally just finished recording the conversation with him. And we're turning it around as quickly as we can, get it out to you, our listener. So, um, should we jump in and meet David Willis? Let's do it. Right, Andrew, so um, who are we talking to today? We're talking to a very good old friend of mine who I used to work with. Less of the old. I, <laughs> <laughs> I used to be his cameraman. It's Mr. David Willis. He was amazing too. He was Ooh. amazing. Got everything in focus. No, he was he was amazing. And actually, Andrew, the thing is with Andrew, he is so funny. As you probably know, Susie, he's very, very funny. He's wasted, actually, um, in my view. And, and we had so much fun. We had so much fun. And I get very tense, um, particularly coming up to deadlines and things like that. And Andrew would always be able to diffuse that tension by... Um, coming up with something completely ridiculous. It was just amazing. <laughs> amazing. He was, he's such a lovely man. Anyway, we digress. Well, that's such a lovely thing to say, Willis. And it's lovely to hear your voice again. Thank you. It's lovely to be alive. I'm 60 years old, so, you know, every day's a bonus. <laughs> so, look, we are trying to do an election special today, right? And that's the reason why we've got you on, because you're like a proper journalist reporter type person who works in the United States of America. So That's exactly what you've got on your business card, isn't it, David? Yeah, yeah. It's a proper <laughs> journalist type person. Yeah, it's a proper type. <laughs> journalist kind of, you know, master of kind nothing. Of, Not master kind of, of nothing. journalist. Jack of all trades, master of nothing. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Andrew. What a lovely introduction. <laughs> so... As a result of that, we thought that we might ask you questions about what the fuck is going on in America? <laughs> well, it's a very, very good question. I'm very serious about this. I bored a lot of my friends about this. It's a very, very, very serious time um, in American history. It's a pivotal time, in my humble opinion. And, uh, you know, we stand um, at the threshold of, um, I don't know, all sorts of things that could happen and um, lots of preparations for um, potential violence that could result uh, from the election. We've got very polarized, a very polarized country. And, um, you know, the, the talk today is that uh, President Trump will potentially claim victory on election night without all the results necessarily being in, you know, uh, potentially um, opens up a Pandora's box of problems because, um, you know, somebody has to concede in American elections. And um, I am not sure that Donald Trump is ever going to concede, no matter how emphatic uh, Joe Biden's victory might be or otherwise. So we, the, the, the stage is set for a potential constitutional crisis here yeah i read something um 
just this morning, David, that they're comparing it to, you know, the 1850s, just before civil war, um, the, the, the polarization, the differences of, um, opinion and, and, and to a certain extent, a real breakdown in society. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, Trump has the bully pulpit. Uh, if he declares victory on Tuesday night, if uh, it looks like um, the polls are in his favor, which they may well be, not, of course, at that point, having factored in um, all the postal votes, uh, then who is there? in the system to counter his view of events. The Electoral College, of course, is the body that basically meets in December and that declares the result of the election. But, you know, by then, um, Trump may be, you know, have um, uh, convinced everybody uh, amongst his followers, at least, that he is the rightful heir to four more years in office. I'm just wondering, in all of your years doing this, because you've been in the US for quite a long time now. How long have you been in the US? Uh, 20 years, actually. 20, 20 years. 20 years? I know. 20 years now. I know, oh, I know. I, it's a long time. In all of your years then, doing this shit, <laughs> um, <laughs> have, you, have, you ever, have you ever seen oh, no. an election like this? Because we, we, no. we did, we did um, I think uh, it was... Uh, 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 Gore versus Bush, didn't it, we? Yeah. And I wanted to ask you, actually, David, um, the impact of COVID, because there's no mm. doubt that it that it will have had it will have an impact on the outcome of this election. And yeah. do you get a sense that you know that's not just coming from Democrats? There is also there will be amongst Republicans um, a feeling that Trump just has not provided the leadership um, and yes. guidance that this pandemic has needed. Absolutely, and you know it's been one of these themes. Oh, it's been the theme, Susie, that um, Joe Biden has sought to focus on the mismanagement of the crisis here. And it really is a profound crisis. I mean, I think it was mm. Wednesday and Thursday of last week, a thousand people, more than a thousand people in this country died of the coronavirus. Um, yeah. And these figures are going up and up and up. I think in 42 states, um, the number of people with um, the coronavirus has increased and Trump says, and it's an interesting point that, you know, we've got these figures because we're doing more testing. We keep saying that we're doing more testing than any other country in the world, but he's clearly absolutely fed up with the coronavirus. He's fed up with the people who advise him like Dr. Anthony Fauci. Um, he doesn't yeah. want to see- He's just bored with it now, isn't he? He's, he's, like, a, yeah. he's like a little child, he's had enough of it. Absolutely. And, and you know what is very interesting, Susie? The, the other day, the, the, we had a, the second presidential debate, and I personally thought that, that um, on that point, Trump seemed to be making quite a bit of sense. He was saying, you know, um, that the loss to the country in terms of depression, alcoholism, drug addiction, and so on, of of everything being shut down mm. is so great that we have to get the country back and running, uh, up and running. We have to get kids back to school and blah, blah, blah. Otherwise, yeah. you know, the, 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 now he's a businessman. He looks at things from the point of view of the stock market, of course, which I might add has plunged in recent days because it now uh, there's, you know, so much um, doubt about uh, vaccines and so on. But anyway, uh, and, and, you know, 
I suppose to a lot of people whose businesses are shut down, um, Trump's position perhaps makes sense. I should make the point as mm. well that although he might be making sense to, to a lot of those sort of people, he hasn't, to my surprise, gone out of his way to try to broaden his appeal beyond his base. Mm -hmm. And, you yeah. know, he went off and got COVID-19 himself. And then he came back and he, he very, very energetically has thrown himself back onto the campaign trail. But it's banging on about the same things, China um, uh, yeah. and, you know, uh, uh, the, the coronavirus, how, how corrupt uh, his opponent is and so on and so forth. Saying that there's a vaccine around the corner, saying that, uh, you know, kids recover uh, very quickly. He mentioned the other day that his son, Baron, had it and it was mm. gone within 30 seconds. All he had was the sniffles and they needed an extra Kleenex. Um, so <laughs> so he's it really, he's really talking it down, if you like. And um, But also it sounds as though doubling down, right? On that base, as, yes. you, as, you, as you point out. Yes, but not really attempting. I mean, he the other day appealed to suburban women to like him. And yes. you know, <laughs> he said, why yeah. don't you like me? So just like me. And <laughs> he's, it's really extraordinary because I think he realizes that fundamentally the Republican base is coming back to white males in rural communities. And mm. that base, mm. despite the post-mortem they held um, after Obama's second uh, victory, uh, has not broadened. It's not broadened to mm. um, Hispanic voters, uh, particularly, certainly not to African Americans, um, uh, nor to LGBTWU. Um, uh, forgive me, I always confuse those <laughs> initials. Um, There's but, a lot to add on there. <laughs> yes, to, to, to the gay lesbian community. Nothing. He has purely been doubling down on what his people. Um, believe in and what uh, works for them, you know, and a lot of that is, of course, mm. conspiracy theory based. So I'm just wondering, could you, um, I, I, you know, if you were to sort of give us a sense of what you think is next, mm. so what would the situation be, do you think, if he didn't win? Um, if he didn't win, then there will be protests. Oh, I think there will be protests either way, Andrew, and we'll see people on the streets. This building that I'm talking to you from has been completely boarded up. Um, it's on Sunset Boulevard, and Serious? it is one of many wow. that have been completely and utterly covered in plywood. Um, a very good time to be in plywood supply uh, in the United States because uh, all prominent buildings are, are being sealed up in the way that this building has been uh, in anticipation of demonstrations, possible uh, riots as well. Particularly because such a contested and contentious election is coming up. You know, um, a lot of people think that um, whoever wins, the other side will not accept the result. And that's something that we really haven't seen here in a very, very long time. I have to say that some of my favourite Trump moments ever have been uh, post him having COVID. Yes. Trump on steroids <laughs> is a sight to behold. Did you hear, actually, I don't know if you heard this, Susie, but I, um, um, it's very interesting because the, the work that I do involves sort of picking up the, um, the, the sort of story that um, they think in London is is 
the most appropriate for the audience. And um, one that didn't even make it, because this is how ludicrous the times are that we live in, um, was the revelation that came in the New York Times that uh, Trump had spoken to various of his um, uh, inner circle uh, and raised the possibility that he might, when he left the hospital, uh, the Walter Reed Medical Center, where he was treated for COVID-19, that he might um, put on an act, if you like, where he comes out looking very frail and then rip open, <laughs> rip open his um, shirt to reveal a Superman t-shirt oh i read that i read that Uh, in the new york times yeah and this was seriously being contemplated by the leader of the free world so (laughs) this is this is the sort of story that doesn't even make it onto the bbc because there's not enough room there's so much other nonsense going on there's so much so much so you know this is the world we live in you know, a lot of stuff that we are seeing on telly at the moment is obviously these, these, these sort of this, this blitz of rallies that he's doing around America at the moment. Oh, yeah. Have you ever been to one of these things? Um, I have, and um, you, you're absolutely right. I think he's planning something like, what we were saying the other day, a dozen rallies in different states in the 48 hours directly running up to election day itself so this is a man you know um with a lot of energy and it it, you know some of what he's got oh i know whatever he's on i want some susie isn't it diet coke and double cheeseburger (laughs) it is yeah (laughs) i think it is it's a secret that's a secret (laughs) i think it is but you know he's he's really going for it and i have to say his rallies which are in public places, um, outdoors, uh, he makes that point. But nonetheless, um, very few people wearing masks, no social distancing, and so on. They're still attracting big crowds. The, the MAGA people are very loyal, and uh, you know, and it's he's managing, I think, quite successfully, in a way, to portray Joe Biden as someone who's hiding in his bunker in Delaware doesn't dare to venture out uh, and is altogether a bit of a pussy. And um, it it is true to say that Joe Biden has taken on a lot less in terms of campaigning than Donald Trump. And they've been much more sort of politically correct um, in terms of mask wearing and all sorts of other things. But uh, nonetheless, Biden um, still ahead. I was just hearing the latest polls um, today. I think they're the final polls before Election Day, um, still giving Joe Biden a lead, um, albeit a narrow one, in some of the, um, the, the the key swing states, I am um, I've got lots of pangs of um, just um, nostalgia from the time that we spent together. Oh my so goodness! Much fun in oh the US. my goodness! It, it was, was a lovely uh, time. A lot of travelling as well, wasn't it? Yeah, we, was... we we went as far north as Alaska. Remember mm-hmm. that? We went up oh, to meet yes. all of those Inuits. So to Shishmarov, yeah. Shishmarov. Shishmarov. And then. And That's then we right. went all the way down south to uh, Central America, to, to Mexico, to do those That's cavers. Right. Remember the cavers? And I, what was it with you, Andrew? I did an entire six-minute piece for the BBC talking about Eskimos, only <laughs> to file it to London by satellite and be told that we don't call them Eskimos, we call them, call them we Inuits. We don't call them Eskimos. We call them Inuits. <laughs> and and, 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 and could, you, could you re-edit? Uh, uh, yeah, oh my dear diary, odd sort of a day. It's just extraordinary. <laughs> Absolutely extraordinary. I travel less these days because I'm very old. Um, but I, um, you know, it, it's, it's been, it's funny actually, um, just anecdotally. Um, last time around, four years ago, 
I have a colleague, uh, her name is uh, Regini Vedianathan, uh, that's a mouthful, and she's currently, I think, the Delhi correspondent, but she, she was based in Washington, D.C. at that time, and um, she came to stay with me just before the last election, 2016, and she said to me, uh, you know he's going to win, don't you? And I said, what, Trump? And, and she said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to win. And I said, he's not going to win. <laughs> he's not going to win. <laughs> he's not going to win. And uh, she said, no, he is. He is. I really, I've been out there. And, I, and she'd been to his rallies. She'd been doing a lot of stuff in the flyover states or the uh, Rust Belt states. And she said the enthusiasm for him is amazing. And, um, and she said he's going to win. And she was absolutely right. And all the sort of liberal media bought into this. <laughs> I don't think that. <laughs> I don't think so. But, uh, you know, we were all, um, you know, we were all mistaken, of course. So election night is going to be very, very interesting. I can't wait. I'm, I, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm very anxious, but I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, I think, because I, I think there might be a few surprises. And, and that's always interesting, isn't it? David, we could talk to you about this for hours, but unfortunately, we don't have that long. So maybe we should get you back on um, post-election. Oh, that'd, that'd be, be lovely. Yes, what, that'd be lovely. What America's going to look like over the next four years. Yes. But what we'd love to ask you before we all shoot off um, and you get back to doing what you do really well is, is ask you, even though you're really busy at the minute, um, clearly there's a lot going on, when you've got some downtime, what are you enjoying listening to, reading and watching? Oh, OK. So reading um, Bob Woodward's book, Fear, which is amazing. Oh, yes. Um, oh, I, I, yes. I, I, I didn't read the first one, um, but Fear, um, I, I'm sort of, I've just started and he is, um, there's been a lot of books written about this administration. I mean, probably right. more about the first four years of Trump than perhaps any other president, I would imagine. Mm. And um, Michael Wolff wrote a, a wonderful book, um, quite gossipy uh, about um, all this. And then, of course, there was Anonymous before that, who started the whole thing off, who's uh, just been unmasked. Um, but Bob Woodward's, you know, the old school factual journalism, get everything, you know, yeah. um, fact check. Uh, of the Yazoo and his book has clearly lent on the sourcing of uh, some of the key players but also some of the people that we didn't know about who were intermediaries and others and I've just got to the point where he's kind of setting uh, out his cast of characters if you like James Mattis and Rex Tillerson and people like that absolutely fascinating book um, um, watching uh, oh, Watching both uh, Shit's Creek, uh, which is uh, so much fun, and oh, yeah. uh, and and um, the Co and Comey Rule, which is amazing, the two part uh, about James Comey, the former FBI chief. Um, I have to tell you, um, you might appreciate this story, um, Andrew. So, the Emmys were a few weeks ago, and um, Numbnuts here was uh, doing a piece for breakfast television. That takes us back, doesn't it, to what you and I <laughs> yeah. used to do? So you watch the you watch the the, the show and then you scramble together this piece for breakfast news yeah. and um, Schitt's Creek won uh, the first award of the night and um, mm. in some comedy category and I had a producer from breakfast television contact me and say um, okay we we can't obviously say the the title of the show yeah and I said oh no why and he said, well, it's got shit in it. And I said, well, it's not spelt. It's not actually spelt shit. It's spelt shit. And he said, 
I don't, I, we get complaints. I mean, we'll get complaints. I can't do it, we can't do it. So, so, so I said, hang on a second. So you want me to refer to something that's one, but not say what it is that's what. So, <laughs> oh my but, but, God. Basically, anyway, so I, 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 you know, anyway. So unfortunately, Schitt's Creek then won every single award in the comedy category. All <laughs> six of loads. them, won everything, yeah. won everything in the comedy category. So I, I, by this point, I'm a little exasperated. I said, look, you know, we can't refer to this, uh, you know, show that we can't name in a piece of that we'd, we'd be a laughing stock absolute laughing stock <laughs> so um finally in the great tradition of the bbc um you know wiser heads kind of came together about six o'clock in the morning and they said oh all right then we'll we'll, we'll say shit's creek but only say it once and quickly only say it once <laughs> and quickly so, say it once, once and quickly um, so so uh, that, anyway, that will remind you of the idiosyncrasies working for the bbc oh, bless its cotton socks um and in terms of listening to stuff um I'm, you know, I dabble in podcasts, but I'm not a consistent podcaster. And um, when you mentioned this to me, I thought to myself, um, what, what have I been listening to? I've been listening to, because you need some relief in these times, I've been listening to a lot of Aha, Take On Me, because it's You're my all it's my favorite song a, in the whole wide he's world. He's another one of those 80s people, Susie. Yeah, yeah, yes, I, it's my yes, favorite song. Yes, we've had a couple, haven't we, Andrew? Yeah. I, it's my favorite song of the whole wide world, and it makes me very happy. And I also dance a lot to it. Um, it's like oh. a little mini symphony. Isn't it? And Take you, on me. And you will know this, Andrew, I'm sure, because of your musical background, but it was made by a bunch of rather taciturn Norwegians who yes. um, had, I think, three goes at getting it into the charts. and it. Only got in the third um, You're uh, serious? I didn't know that. Yes, uh, by virtue of the video, because they yes. came up with a fabulous video. The video, video. was like cutting-edge technology of it, stepping true. into yes. animation. And it, it truly it was. It was a newspaper, wasn't it, in a diner? It yes, uh, exactly. Yeah. And um, there's a fabulous documentary about Take On Me, which um, if you're a nerd, you, you will sit down and watch on YouTube. And the, the um, you know they're, they're still a bit taciturn, a bit older, but um, they they blame or they they credit I should say they credit the uh, success of that song on British um, uh, video makers and 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 British arrangers um, I think the Warner, uh, people at Warner Brothers um, who took them under their wing and and basically kind of jazzed up that song and made it the international hit that it's become so there you go well look we we've all got to dash now because we've got you've got to get back to the election. We've got to get back to the things that we've got to do. Um, and all that is left to be said is we'll see, well, obviously we're going to speak to each other after the election now. Yes, I um, hope so. But we are so grateful, David. Thank you so much. Not at all. And and, and and I have to say, it was so easy to arrange this, wasn't it? Going through about 27 different time zones. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was just blissfully easy to arrange, wasn't it? How many times did we schedule this thing? How many times did we change the timing? Look, we got there. We've actually got you before the election for the election special. It's brilliant. Perfectly timed. We did it in the end. Anyway, it's such a pleasure. And um, uh, good luck with everything. And we'll talk again on the other side. Absolutely. Absolutely. All the best with the coverage, David. Thank you so much. We'll speak to you Thanks, soon. David. Thank you so Take much. Take care, guys. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to me, Andrew. And me, Susie, and our lovely guest. On What's Next, the podcast which asks just that. 
If you enjoyed listening, like, subscribe, leave a review. And do recommend us to anyone else that you think would find our ramblings interesting. You can find this podcast on all the major channels where you find your podcasts. So join us next week when we'll be asking someone else. What's What's next? next?